Sports with Katie Nolan is fueled by Gatorade. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade is there to fuel it. Greatness starts with G. I'm going to take him into town, and I'm going to take him to a nice dinner. We're going to take the train. We'll leave around 6.15. Hello, iced coffees. I have this delicious iced coffee. It is, you know when you get a good one? They put chicory in it, which I have no idea what that is, but it just makes your coffee taste more like what you think coffee tastes like in your head, and it is delicious. Welcome to Sports. It's the podcast. It ends with a question mark. Starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan, the host here. This is Travis. What's going on? We've also got Christina. Hello. They produce. And this is today's question. Hey, Katie, Travis, and Christina. This is Sean in Florida. Don't hold that against me. Um, I just got some dirty looks at the grocery store, so I was wondering what is the proper etiquette when buying a carton of eggs? Do you just grab the first carton you see and hope for the best? Mm -mm. Do you open a carton or two until you see one that looks okay? Mm. Or do you mix and match taking eggs from one carton to the next and (gasps) until you get the, uh, you know, the perfect carton there? What? And would your answer be different pre and post pandemic? Love you, mean it. Bye. Sean, I love you, and I mean it, and I really do. It's important for me to say that I mean it here because I'm going to ask you, who, what are you looking for when you're buying eggs that you know exactly what egg you want from the group? There are certain things you buy at a grocery store that you just have to accept. They come in a family, and you have to take the family that's given to you. It's kind of like life. You don't get to choose it. So it's like bananas. You got to pick a bunch of bananas that look all pretty good. It's like a group of friends. It's like you got to make sure that keep an eye out. Make sure you're not getting one bad banana. But you can't go switching and making your own bunch of bananas. You can't go. You open your eggs until you find one that doesn't have any cracks. And if, if that's the first one, you keep it. You don't go, I don't like the spots on this egg. But you can't judge an egg by its shell. That was the work edit of you can't judge a book by its cover you cannot tell what's inside that egg by what it looks like what are you looking for so i am with you usually i open up if there's a crack i just open another one but that's that's understandable that's correct if let's say you're onto the third one and you can't find one that has had 12 perfect eggs I'm actually, I've never rare. thought, I've That's never thought about when this. When does this happen? When does how it happen? Often, how often are you going to the egg hold, section? And hold you're on a second here. Six Let Travis get here. his full awful take out because he's been dying <laughs> to say whatever this groundbreaking no, this, revelation go ahead, is. Go ahead. I've never thought about this and I've never had it. But if I get to, in, in the future, if I get to the third one and I've yet to find a perfect set, I am making it a rule that you're allowed to take a couple from another one to make a perfect set. This is what you do where you're like, let me finish with exactly the thing you knew I was going to finish with, which is if you encounter a situation that I've never encountered, you just said this, never encountered and never thought about it before in your life. But you want to say that if somebody runs into a situation like that for one of the first times, then they can do the obviously if you're at some grocery first of all get in your grocery store if you're at some chain that <laughs> y- you go through three cartons of eggs and you can't find and one without all a crack smashed. i hate to say call a manager but you can call a manager in that situation you're selling me a broken product 
That being said, you're just looking for a crack. You're not looking to judge. And pre and post pandemic, I say my thing stays the same. But if you are a person who was before touching every egg and you continue to do that in a coronavirus world, well, then you just you I've probably got other issues with you on top of that. I would guess that's not the moment I would learn that you weren't a person I felt like associating with. I bet I already knew. But touching the egg isn't an issue because at no point are you eating the shell. Yeah, but you're touching that shell a lot. That logic doesn't make a ton of sense to now, me. Have you ever You're like a person who's like, I can touch a chicken breast and then I can touch a bunch of other stuff in my kitchen. And it's like, no, no, you have no, to wash that your does hands. Not, that does not make sense. Oh, I can't wait to tell you guys. I can't wait till we get to friendly banter and I can tell you about Myrtle and food. I just am so excited. But with the bananas, have you ever like let's there's six and you're like, I don't uh-huh. want. Well, them. they're all attached you're, to each other. That Those are harder to then rip off one. You've never ripped a couple off. You, if you take them to no. therapy, they can work through it. Yeah, I've I ripped just, a couple off before. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Think that's like that's... adopting. It's like adopting one sibling. I don't think you're supposed yeah, you, to do that. You're not supposed you to tear the family to, apart. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. Well, so funny story. I was talking to Grammy a couple years ago. This she, better be a funny story or I'm voting you she, silent. I'm uh, Grammy will be pissed. She this isn't funny, me, I'm out of here. She told me that uh, when she goes, you know how they sell grapes in the bags and it's like, a, I think it's a pound of grapes sure, that yeah. are in the, the plastic bags. Uh, Grammy thinks that's way too many grapes for her, so she grabs one of the baggies that you just put, like, the apples Hell yeah. or, you know, single one. She creates yeah. her own bag of grapes. Self-serve grapes. How She'll many grapes do you think she's putting in? Less than the pound. I love it because it's too many. I love it because it's too many grapes. Oh, yes, Grammy. too many. So she goes around and she, like, picks a couple from this bag, a couple from this bag. I'm like, you can't just mix and match your own little bag of grapes. What was it that I've seen people do this with? Yeah, I didn't know you could do, but then I saw someone do. I think it was beer. I think at a at a liquor store, I saw somebody once take a six pack and make their own six pack of stuff. Yeah, I know. And I was you like, you that. can do that. Um, you can it do depends. that at certain liquor stores. Huh. They like they give you like a, if you ask for it, they can give you like a little yeah, like one of those paper that things or the plastic rules. things, and you just like make that's, your own. That's when you go for like a Sam Adams cherry wheat. You're like, I don't want six of these, but I'll take two out of six. My sister will do that because she really likes IPAs, but like fun ones like ones with the pretty cans and like whatever so she'll go through and she'll make her own six pack of like whatever ones look cool now are you talking about going over to where there's just a bunch of individual individual cans and make your own six pack or someone went and took out like grabbed a six pack and removed it no 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 bottles 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 cans tomato tomato yeah 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 no i know what you mean that well that's what my sister does is like the individual bottles or cans she'll make her own six pack but she's not she's not going yeah see that's what i think you're talking about (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I've seen yeah, no, people my do. Doesn't do that. And I thought somebody told me that you could, and I was like, "Well, no, that's, that's just illegal." Because like, the different prices it's not illegal. Well, what if well, they're, you're getting they're all of the same six. type of beer? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Somebody told me it was allowed. Alleg- it was allegedly. So well, I guess you do it until someone allegedly. tells you you can't. Mm-hmm. Just like your grandmother, this coffee slaps. Better to ask for forgiveness than. I to also ask for used permission. to. The, I would argue that the only time I've really enjoyed eating a green bean, not that I have anything against them, and like I don't mind when they're fried at TGI Fridays, but like, remember when you would go to the grocery store when you were little and you realized you were allowed to just like grab a green bean and eat it for some reason? Yeah. Those were always the easiest, most accessible of the vegetables. And my dad would be like, if you come with me to the grocery store and help me with the cart and put away the groceries, I'll let you eat a green bean. And I'm like, what? Why did that work? But it I did. Always, I always thought it was the coolest thing when you could go up to the deli counter and when you get like 
meat or cheese like for the week like cold cuts uh mm, they relate. give you they'll say oh is is this bleep the- cold cuts okay travis we can't say that on this podcast it's a trigger <laughs> lunch meat. Oh, is, is, oh. is this the lunch meat is this the, oh. like, the proper uh you know i don't know width thinness of how you want shirt? it sliced yeah how do you want it sliced uh and then obviously they say well would you like to try it you just get free like, meat yeah free piece of free, meat yeah free meat and cheese. disgusting you're just eating it's somebody's wonderful. wet meat that they just slice i never had a green bean at the grocery <laughs> store you never ate a green bean at the grocery store damn no. what do you follow all yeah, the laws that was like one of those little laws you were allowed to break uh there was one time i was with my aunt and uh my niece was i'd say like in the five ish range and she had cookies and she was like just open the, the bag of cookies and she's like i'm like looked at her and she's like We'll scan it, but why not have some cookies now while you're walking around? That's a mind-blowing. My mom has that goes rogue like that. The first time you learn that lesson and you're like, oh, whoa, I can eat this whole bag, but you've got to scan it at the end. She was like, I'm still going to buy it, but I'm just going to munch on it while I shop. I'm like, that's awesome. That's really smart. Huh. There's a few grocery stores in Columbus that allow you to buy beer and so you can walk around and drink a beer while you're grocery shopping. Whoa, that's smart. We need to embrace it everywhere. like that. Yeah, that changes I do the like game. That. I like that. I like that a lot. But the answer to your question, Sean, from Florida, which we're not holding against you, but we are holding against you, your egg logic, is that you look inside just to make sure nothing's cracked. And the only reason you really do that is because the one time you didn't when you were younger, your mom let you hear about it. Yep. Your mom was like, you brought me home a cracked egg. Thanks for 11 eggs. And then you probably got grounded. So check for cracks, but once you find one with no cracks, just take the take the eggs you've been given. Put them in your basket. Put all your eggs in one basket, Sean. If you Life's have a question logic. that you want to ask about grocery stores or really anything, uh, the number is 860-506-5571, and yeah, it's a sports podcast, so stop looking at us like that. Uh, hi. Hello. We're in the friendly banter portion of the podcast, and boy, I have so much to catch you guys up on. But Christina, good. you went to a wedding? I did. My boyfriend's cousin got married this weekend. So shout out to Patrick and Jamie. Beautiful wedding. Oh, shout out. I was in your neck of the woods. I was in New Jersey. Uh, so it was you very did. fun. Did you call Katie and see if? Of course you didn't. It's fine. Yeah, of course I know not. the limits of this Eesh. friendship. I understand right. yeah, where course. I am on her hierarchy. She's got <laughs> she's got a whole ecosystem of friends. I don't uh, shouldn't need entirely. me. Um, but no, the wedding was really fun. But what I wanted to say was for anybody going out to weddings. Mm. Things that I have learned over the past couple of weddings I've gone to is how crucial it is as a female to wear shoes that are comfortable to dance in. Because what I have found is, and I'm sure this is- That those don't exist. Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, something that's a struggle for all women is when you are trying on wedges, heels, something that looks good with the dress, nine out of 10 times, those cute shoes are very uncomfortable to dance in. Um... I found that out this weekend when both of my feet now have like six blisters. On Where do they foot. hurt? Because I'm always surprised the next day by how much the balls of my feet hurt. I'm always yeah, so like, the, this the is the part I forget about. I forget that I spent the whole night on my tippy toes, essentially. And the yeah, ball so, of like, my foot is so smushed. Odd. Yeah. I'm like, why yeah. does like my big toe hurts right on the side yeah. of both of oh, my big toes? God. I have a giant yes. blister. It's just the worst. Gaze so, upon um, the patriarchy, Travis. Look at what yeah. it does to us. I'm just sitting back relaxing because it's... Yeah, I know. Thing. Travis thought about know, getting up and leaving. 
So anyway, uh, my weekend was full of dancing and blisters. How was your back in weekend? The day, back in bar mitzvah days, it used to be just a given because your parents would dress you up, I guess, or would help you get dressed and you're learning to look nice, that you would all switch into flip-flops. They would give away flip-flops yeah. at bar mitzvahs. I've seen is that, that, that at weddings before. Is that thing at weddings? Yeah, is, yeah but they, is they do that for as, like just the bridal party. Though. Is it's it, like, oh, that's elitist. Yeah, is it like, seen as like low class? Shoes. Because I, I always know. feel, look, I'm the kind of person that, like, if I'm at a wedding where I know everybody, I'll go barefoot on the dance floor. I do oh, not care. Oh, 100%. Um, I ended up doing it by the end of the night because I'm like, but I, I know you're not, so, th- people frown up. Like, if you're a person that's, like, just an extra, like, if you're in the situation we talked about last week in the voicemail, oh, if you're just, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. plus one at a wedding. You can't do it. You're like, you gotta oh, I'm just going to sit, I guess. I guess I just won't be the life of the damn party because my feet <laughs> hurt so much. Well, that's why you have to judge the room. And if you see other people put on some flip-flops if they already yeah, provided them or if you have, have them in to your know purse, who you that can... person it you got to know who exactly that person is i was gonna say you have if to you, know you, if where you follow you the lead of the crazy aunt then you're like oh it's not a good look and because you can now also I'm... be the one adult among all the kids running around yes barefoot, that's another great that's point also, you know because i've used this, that i'm like look you know. the kids are wearing flip-flops so yeah and they're like well katie they're six so that's why yeah sometimes you're meeting people's families and they still follow the old rules of like you don't let men see the bottoms of your i don't know what the rule is but it just feels like there must have been some rule that made women adhere to these awful shoes for exactly. so long. And you have to commit until you get <sighs> home and then you can take your shoes off. Even like the walk, especially when, oh my God, whenever after a wedding, the guys would decide where the bar was you were going to go to and would decide to walk. It's happened to me. Oh, I don't know why. Multiple times where I'm like, oh yeah, you just are going to make the call that we're going to walk. I'd rather go to a further away bar in Uber. I am wearing <laughs> heels and it's cobblestoned in this adorable New England neighborhood where yep. everybody gets married. Yep. Been there. I had a weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, Myrtle's, so that was my weekend. How was yours? Myrtle's feeling better. Thanks Good. to many things. Did I have I talked to you since I brought her to the vet and that they loved her at the vet yep. and then it made me feel great? Okay. Yeah. So then remember the doctor said that I had to cook for her? I went to get her, I went all the way to the pet store to try to get her more of this canned food that she said we could eat. Like an idiot. I asked the guy who works there, can you help me find this canned food? And he like looked at me like, are you dumb? And I looked at him like, probably. And then he said, that's prescription. You can only get that at the vet. And I was like, how would you know that? Yeah. Because it's called um, prescription diet. It's Hill's prescription diet. Um, but Hill's veterinary diet, you can buy wherever you want to. So I, it's very confusing. But either way, I was Odd. like, what a dummy I am. And so I went online to order it. And it was like, we need to talk to your vet. I'm like, geez, Louise, it's not going to get here in time. What am I going to do? I'll tell you what I did. I meal prepped this weekend for my dog. <laughs> I cooked multiple portions of ch- boiled chicken and rice. And I put it into... Uh, little Tupperwares and I measured it and as I was doing it my brain just thought of Travis doing it for himself and me being like I think I told him I would never meal prep and here I am doing it for my dog I think <laughs> I can't stand the person I've become I'm giving you a pass because it's your meal prepping for your child it's not for you this doesn't but count it's not a child and I, people don't like when you pretend your dog's your kid which i do a lot well yeah well you know what those people, people i say get a dog that you love as much as your kid and then we'll have a discussion because yeah. that, i think it's okay as long as you don't have a kid yeah yeah you're allowed mm. 
Well, so I meal prepped for her and boy, did she love it. And then now we're back to the cans showed up that I ordered online. I guess my vet signed off on the food and I opened it up. You guys, it is just, (laughs) I can't, um, I don't think I'm ever going to be cool with wet dog food. I like to think that I can rise above, but it is just cold cuts even grosser because I'm like, what is this meat? Why is it sticking to each other? And then it sticks to the spoon. And then when you want to do that normal human thing where you tap the spoon on the bowl to get the stuff to come come off, off. it doesn't come off. But when it does, it flicks everywhere all over your kitchen. Last night I was gagging because for some reason, the serving size on this is so much higher than when you give your dog dry food it's like your dog if she weighs 50 pounds which she does because she's a tank right now she's an absolute (laughs) unit they're like you have to give her three cans a day and I was like a can and a half per meal it's a mound of just like wet meat that I can't and so I was like gagging trying to make it and Dan was like I'll do it and then he came over I'm like well how do you get it off the spoon and he put his finger on no, it he put his no, finger right Dan. on it and then he hid her pills in it because that's what we do and he did it with his fingers and he had it all over his hands and I was like ah! I just don't think I can ever do it did you have a stern talking to Dan afterwards? Because no, that, I said thank you. I said thank you so rough. much. I think you're a maniac, but I think it's exactly the maniac that I need because I will never. It's like when that somebody kills a spider with a lot of confidence, and you're like, "Wow, I don't recognize your humanity, <laughs> but I appreciate its usefulness." I don't, re- in my I don't life. recognize your superpowers. Yeah, Dan's my secret weapon. I think the lack of a sense of smell, the fact that he'll shove his fingers into dog food. We all need a Dan in our lives. That's, That's just I've been saying wow. this. I feel bad. I took one from the world. Are you worried <laughs> that Myrtle is going to not eat constantly? The, the answer is dry food. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to slowly reintroduce the kibble and then hope that she eats. She's not going to now that she's had actual meat. I was worried she wouldn't eat the canned meat, but ew, I was weirdly wrong. They love this food. She pushes the bowl all the way across the room trying to lick what's left out of it. It's disgusting. Isn't that so strange? We had a, I had a dog growing up who she unfortunately had epilepsy, which I didn't realize dogs got seizures. Uh, she used to have seizures oh, all the time. so sad. But because of her medication, she would get sick eating normal dog food. So we had to specialty order frozen dog food. This frozen dog food smelled so bad. Oh. We had to keep it in like a separate refrigerator in the garage just so oh. that it didn't make any of the other normal human food smell. Um, but I hated having to get her food. My mom would say like, go out to the garage and get Roxy's food. Ugh. And I'm like, why? It smelled so, so gross. Bad. That's but why, I mean, it. honestly, it's she one of the number one reasons. It. It's why I never got a cat. I think oh, I would have yeah. gotten a that cat if dumb, their food but... their food is so <laughs> gross. To yeah, me. I grew up I with a like friend cats. that had so many cats, and every time they'd get the wet cat dog food, uh, ah. wet cat food out, I was like, ew, nope. ew, ew. One oh. more question about the food. Sure, you, need you a, got it. You need a prescription for the food. Are the doctors afraid that another dog's going to go in there and buy it without like 
Yeah, I have no. It's clue. not like you're trying to get no, medicine that you could like cook no down clue. to use for meth. I, like, yeah, it's dog food. I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> this dog food can be repurposed and resold. I had a lot of dark thoughts while I was scooping it out of the can because it doesn't <sighs> fall out in a way that is like, oh, that's helpful. Like, oh, I just tip it upside down and it falls out. It's not even like cranberry sauce. It doesn't maintain the like shape of the can, but still come out. Like you have to go in there and slides out. Yes, it looks like refried beans, but then the smell cool. hits you. But then you still have to, it's too pasty. So you still have to scrape it out of the can. And then I think in order to recycle it, they want me to rinse the can out. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't want it to get wet. Travis is leaving. Travis just got up and left. left. I don't know what happened, but he just (laughs) left. What happened? I was just trying to get some chapstick without... What you guys keep Did going? Did you get to it? No, I got it. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. I thought I was just grossing you out. Okay, I have other things to say. My parents are at the Red Sox game right now. It's oh, it's very Ooh. funny to me that it's a holiday and the three of us I keep forgetting it discussed is. not having this podcast. Like I it know, was we, we just, all just a known... assumed no one had anything going on. The, the so. thing I miss the most about having a job, which I know technically I do, but the only people I've talked to that work here are you guys and um, the producer of HQ. That's it. I don't talk to anybody else. So, but the <laughs> thing I miss the most about having a workplace is that people would remind you that holidays were coming up and then you would remember to plan around them um so anyway happy labor day i think um as we labor away at this labor of love but my parents are at the red sox game and they're sitting behind the plate and so i just watched my first red sox game in a while because look i'm still not over the mookie thing and that's allowed i'm allowed to still be upset and i am and so i was watching the red sox game because i could just see my mom and dad i just got to like watch the game with them because they're sitting behind the plate. did you call them and say like wave (laughs) no i hate i don't know and I think my dad really wanted me to. My mom sent me a picture and she said, look at our seats for the game today. And I was like, wow, those are great seats. And then she was like, are you watching? And I was like, I get what she's saying. She's saying, can you see us on TV? Yes. And uh, so I turned it on. And I was like, oh, my God, there they are. They were eating peanuts. And Aww, my dad, that's cute. It was it just made me feel really, I guess, after like, you know, I haven't seen my parents in a while. But I mean, I saw them kind of recently, but I didn't see them for like a year and a half. I didn't do holidays with them. So seeing my dad seeing him on screen light up when a hawker walked by with hot dogs as in like oh I might want to get one of those just made me feel like I was home to watch my dad get excited about gross food a what walked by a hawker the people who sell food is that what you call them I think so isn't it I'm not I mean I understood what you meant I knew what you meant but are they not did I make am I what do you call him, Travis? A, a person who travels Someone's around stupid. selling goods. Yeah, I, I've never heard it used. I'm not saying that what, it's wrong. Now, question for you, though, Travis. What would you then call that person? Yeah, that's a question I've asked twice now. Uh, <laughs> a vendor? Oh, that's good. That's not right. bad. That's a good right. replacement. I, I probably should have said that. This wasn't me. Like, I knew what you meant by the word. It's just I never a heard it A vendor of merchandise before. that can be easily transported. Oh, synonymous I, with this one's fun. Let's start calling them costermongers. Ooh, costermongers. The term is roughly synonymous with a costermonger. Well, let me find out how That sounds it's bad not though. Synonymous. No, it doesn't. That it sounds, sounds like fun. they're mongering coster. Costermonger. A person who sells goods, especially fruit and vegetables, from a handcart in the street. Okay, mm. so that's like street right. meat, but with vegetables. A that's like um for some reason, I w- this was so fascinating to me when I lived in LA. They have random fruit stands all over the place on the street, and people just walk up and buy fruit covered in LA chill out tahini. I think is what they sprinkle oh, on like the watermelon. Yum. And I was like, Ooh. "This is a whole new world out here because I've never walked around a city and just bought fruit off of someone." Yeah, they care about their walking health down the road, but okay, we do. 
costermonger. If you want me to use it in a sentence, I walked by the costermonger and stole a green bean, but it was it was like legal because it's a green bean. Mm. Costermonger. I wonder how much grocery stores lose in green beans a year. I mean, if it's my grocery store, at least 12 cents. <laughs> I make sure of it. Uh, other things to tell you. I have a new show. I found a new show Ooh. that I haven't heard a single person talk about. It's very, very funny. And I'm going to go ahead and put my stamp of recommendation on it. It's called The Other Two. It's on HBO Max. It mm-hmm. is a comedy. It was originally on Comedy Central, but they're not very bright and they let it go. It is uh, Lauren Michaels produced, I believe. And the concept of the show is that a kid in a in their family gets famous. Basically, he's like a Justin Bieber. He becomes like a, a celebrity, except the kid okay. can actually sing. Uh, and it's about his older two siblings and how they deal with the fame and the fact that their like little brother is really successful as like a YouTube pop star and huh. they're not. One of them's a struggling actor and one of them I don't even remember what she was doing at the time. It's very, very funny. It's very well written. Well, this comes and at the perfect time because I need a new TV show. Yeah, it's so funny. It's in the second season now. I think new episodes are every Thursday, but it's HBO uh, Max a is season. what you said? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Very funny to the point where I was like, "Why has nobody told me about this?" Um, and I I'm really writing liked this it. down as we speak. Yes, it's very funny. I also started watching a documentary series on HBO Max. I'm getting really bad at remembering where things are, but the series is called Generation Hustle, I think. And it's each episode is the story of a different, basically con man or con woman. Um, con artist, I think Katie would be the gender neutral term. Uh, and they are fascinating. Now, granted, I may have just hit the gym a little hard, but I was sucked into the stories of these people. <laughs> there was this one guy who walked in and basically the cops had to con him into getting arrested. And I was like, man, that cop must have been so proud of himself to con this illustrious con artist. But there are just people out there walking among us who do not have empathy. And boy, does that terrify me. So I like to watch shows about them so that I can trick myself into thinking there are warning signs you can catch. Because I got got once and I'm not going to get got again. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. So anyway, the other two, and then I think the other one's called Generation Hustle. But that's not getting like a full endorsement from me because some of the episodes I didn't like. I think they're all directed by different people. But those are the things that I'm watching. That's how I that's how my weekends. What a weekend I've had. I also went out to dinner. You've done a lot. You've been pretty mm-hmm. busy. Went out to dinner with other people. Um wow. was pretty awkward for most of it. At one point I um uh, spilled I like tried to take a sip of water but because the ice had melted in the glass and then kind of solidified re again into like another ice cube you know when you go to take a sip of ice and all of a sudden it just it falls onto your face, face. Yep. yeah so I got water all over my shirt pretty early in the dinner and I looked like I dribbled and so that was embarrassing and then I kind of spent the rest of the dinner thinking about how that was going to reflect on me other than that though I think I did were you with people that that was like my first time hanging out with them Uh, I was meeting I was like meeting I was trying to impress Dan's friends for the first time and I and I dribbled so that's I mean like I said it was a an eventful weekend 
Yeah, now we're getting into the sad stuff. I also got really, really bad news on Friday that I can't say, but also will eventually. Um, so it's like this was could have been a really bad weekend. But I think... But it seems like you pivoted pretty I tried. Pretty Man, I tried. I tried so very hard. I still have a lot of cleaning to do that I'm just kind of staring at. Oh, it's like I, I, can't I, I had to do the... that this morning where... You know how like after you've been gone for a few days and then usually your suitcase or your bag just sits there for like three weeks because you don't Mm -hmm. empty it? Mm -hmm. I had to force myself to do laundry this morning because if I didn't, I would actually have no clothes. So that was rough. That's the problem with I have so much clothing just accrued from people being like, want to wear this on TV? And then I have it that like I can get away with not doing laundry for a while but that's a bad thing because um if I had to do if I had less clothes I'd be more motivated to keep everything in a I've place. come to realize that it doesn't really matter how much I have in my closet I wear the same 3 t-shirts and I know. one sweatshirt and one I know. like I wear the same But I hold on to clothes cuz I'm like someday I will need this exactly. and I'll I regret it if thing. I get rid of it Well this week I I've been trying to wait until I can identify the mood where I'm like I want to throw some stuff out and then I just focus on one part of my like my pants and I went through all of my pants the other day and I donated probably 3 quarters of them and now Ooh. I just only have a couple pairs of pants which is like good if you need a different pant get that pant but stop holding on to these pants that are not meeting your needs you just don't want to get down to having two pairs of pants I have a complicated relationship with everything my dad's mom I'm fairly certain would today be classified as a hoarder so I'm constantly fighting this um (laughs) this I think genetic desire to hold on to everything and not let it go well, it's that's hard, my problem. I place I can do it. sentimental value mm-hmm. in these stupidest things. Oh, I'm like, I went no, on a I date with Dan yep. in this shirt. I can't yep. get rid of this shirt. Yes, I'm you like, can. This, this pair of pants that have a giant stain on them that'll never come out, I can't get rid of them because I wore them to that one party that one How about time. this? How about this? I think you will be able to relate to the specific agony that this is. I wore a dress on television for the Super Bowl. It was the most eyeballs who have ever been on me at one time. <laughs> and it was the most compliments I I've ever gotten on a thing that I wore. Everybody was like, that dress absolutely rules. Where's that dress from? I love that dress. When can I wear that again? Everybody saw it. I was on yep. the super... It, can you I, were on, do like, I the get rid of it? Stage. But they also said the nicest things about it. So it's like, should I wear it every day? Can I never wear it again? <laughs> when oh, do I wear this again? It sits in my closet and I look at it and I'm like, remember? Remember, remember when you when. thought this life was going to be forever? Remember when TV looked like it was going to keep being a thing forever and ever? And you thought, someday, someday I'll be Jon Stewart. Ha ha ha. You'll never wear this dress again. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like solidly on the fence between doing awesome and doing so bad. So that's better than being on one side of the fence. Travis, how'd your weekend go? What'd you do? College football, baby. Thursday to well, it's still technically not even over yet because you got a game Monday night. Uh, I I watch college football from if it was on, I watch okay. college football. That's what I did. Yeah, um, I didn't do that. I didn't do that at all. I did catch your Ohio State football team playing yeah, football. I, I did watch. I that. watched it so too. Just I haven't done. Well, this is whoa. Sports. This is but sports, before we get to okay, before we get to that, uh, I'm doing better. Talking is uh, much easier. Lip is getting much better. Oh, that's right. You say, know what? I had even yeah, forgotten was, that anything was wrong. Me too. Me too. Me too. So healed up. 
It does look but, and sound uh, so much better. If I like talk for a bunch, then I'm like, my mat, I can tell. But for the most part, it's getting better. The inside, it's I don't have a, a giant divot now in my lip. It's now like. That's great. You can eat solids. Yeah, I was gonna say, is eating and drinking. Are they I'm switching <laughs> you back to kibble? Yeah, Myrtle and I are the same right now. Uh, I'm still eating things that are either like soft or like with the fork, so that like I'm not eating like a hamburger where it's then like I'm trying to avoid hitting my lip because it's still you know a little. But we're doing much mm. better than last week. I don't have to sit here and dab my lip as okay, we talk. Good. good, we're on the up and up. Yeah, you were dabbing. He would just sit there and dab. It was kind of gross, but also I understand. Mm. And at least you weren't also you know dabbing. Jesus. So that was a good dab, I think. That was, I actually was don't. I don't actually. think I've ever I'm done a I might dab post that. in my life. No, no, because you'd cut <laughs> out the context to. and it could end me, and I won't have that. I will not have. Someone that. pays me a thousand dollars, I'll send it. NFT it. Yes. What does that yes. mean? We don't you know can, what that all right. means. <laughs> if somebody will start there, a bid, and whoever has eyes bid will get the rights to Katie dabbing. We'll split it three ways. No, we'll split the no, money three ways. That's not true. What they're telling you isn't true. They're lying. All right, well, then I'm splitting it two you. ways. You're out of it. Christine and I will split the money. Sounds good to me. You don't even I could know use a little what an more. NFT. You're, this is scamming. You guys are going to be on that show now. Listen, highest bidder. Con artists. Um, today on the podcast. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Quip. So, Travis, how do you want me to tell the people about Quip? In honor of culture while being back. Uh, as if you're uh, Nick Saban. I don't know if I have a Nick Saban. He kind of sounds like a Sam Elliott, doesn't he? He's just like a, just like slow, drawn out Southern man. But he's no, Dan. he's not a Southern man. Come here for a sec, if you can. He's not what? He's not a Southern man, though. Yeah, but he has a Southern accent. Yeah, no, isn't that? Yes, he what? does. He's not Southern Travis. Accent. Do you have ears? He's got. He's from West Virginia. But he has a southern accent. But he accent. has a Can southern a accent. Saban? It's not. <sighs> no. If he can't, I can't. Okay, you I have to try. It. You can do it. I think he just sounds like Sam Elliott. No. <laughs> Leaving Dan yes, hyping does. up Katie. You could do it. I can't believe you said he's not southern, Travis. That's crazy to me. It's not southern. He talks like this. Whether it's offensive line, defensive backs doesn't matter what the position i think there's a lot of things we can improve on not gonna answer it so quit asking roll tide <laughs> roll tide okay we all chew gum but not all gum is created equal some might come in fanny fancy packaging but uh they only cover up bad breath others are loaded with sugar that can wreak havoc on your teeth Luckily, the oral care experts at Quip have made a gum that stands out from the pack. Quip gum can help prevent cavities and freshened breath when chewed for 20 minutes after eating. Uh, add a gum refill plan for a gift that keeps on giving all year round. Quip's customizable subscription lets you chew and share at your own pace and, and not worry about running out. Plus, the more you buy, the more you save with bulk discounts on extra gum packs. Roll Tide. In addition to gum packs, Quip also delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping's free. 
<clears throat> so you can uh, save money and skip the misery of in-store shopping. Spread good oral health habits this season, you know. And join the over 5 million mouths already using Quip. Get chewing for less than $2 per gum pack. And if you go to getquip.com slash Nolan right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. That's a free <coughs> dispenser at getquip.com slash Nolan. You want me to spell that? That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Nolan. Quips. The good quip. Just one quip. The good habits company. I'm not going to answer. So quit asking. Nice. Nick Saban. Roll Tide. We've got college football is back. It sure is. I had a quick... I watched pro wrestling this weekend maybe one of the best pay-per-views wow and i don't know much about pro wrestling but the person i watched it with does and i can tell you that if anybody that listens to this podcast listens to pro wrestling they're gonna want to hear that we acknowledge so we'll just that's gonna be a quick one what else on the podcast uh, travis you tell them the paul brothers are gonna make an appearance what uh oh, don't they always we got oh. some uh naomi osaka news I have no, this is fun for, we're all finding out together what's uh, going to be on the Sloan podcast. Stevens. So, you know. Okay. Stay tuned. Is no. the open over? No. I knew that. I was asking because I figured somebody that's, at yeah, home that's was good wondering. To, you can't assume that everybody knows. You're just looking out for everybody good. else. That's why I asked. Exactly. Um, what's the news, Travis? Uh, so Notre Dame and Florida State played Sunday night and Notre Football. Dame Yes. I heard. Yeah. College yeah, football. College football. That's college where football. we are. Yes. They played it in at a collegiate level. And, and uh, Notre Dame went down to Tallahassee and they won in overtime. And after you the game. Tallahassee, like it's a telecoms company. <laughs> and then after the game, Katie George uh, on Shout ABC out. interviewed yeah. Nick, uh, Brian Kelly and was asking Katie about Gang. the. Huh? I said Katie Gang. Sorry. Keep going. Was asked about the game, uh, and Brian Kelly had an interesting comment. He well, said, "So did she ask how do you feel your team executed?" I think she, she just ask asked, like, that? "I do not think I don't think the word executed was in." It's the a question. weird time to drop kind of a quote reference, but go ahead and say what yeah. he said. I'm in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. We just didn't execute very well. So it so if you were listening and a lot of people were the reaction online was wait I'm sorry did he just say his team needs to be executed and then it sounds like Brian Kelly's reaction was basically like it's an old John McKay quote because John McKay I believe was asked about executing and he was like I uh, here you have Kelly or McKay Florida State's impressive comeback yeah, yeah. so there was no the. Sh- Katie she, didn't didn't say. Say. She, she didn't mention the word execute at all. The John McKay quote, uh, it just feels like Brian Kelly's like, you didn't get the joke. And it's like, you didn't, um, n- sorry, didn't no pun intended. You didn't execute the joke properly at all. You put the cart before the horse. 
uh, nobody asked you about your team's execution. You just said they should all be executed and then said that you don't think that they executed well. And it, it you did it wrong. And so when your setup comes after your punchline, the punchline catches people off guard. And that's what happened. So this feels like one of those situations where he's like, everybody's being too sensitive. And we're like, you... D- um." You we could have done that better. You, you could have not backed your truck up into what you thought was a <laughs> reference that was already pretty obscure. It's almost like he'd been like talking with his coaches and they brought it up or something. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get it in the my yeah, post game like, interview. Oh, that, that's a great joke. I'm going to sneak that one in there, but then totally it's, botched the execution. Again, me. the execution of it. Here's what bugs me. It's a John McKay quote that he used after a game, Kelly said. I was stealing one of his old quotes and being funny because nobody likes to be funny anymore. First of all, I love it. I love yeah, wait. it. Has he not it's heard of sports? It's all yeah, I ever what? do is wanting to be funny. It's my entire existence. So don't be out here lying on my name because you told a bad joke. This is a thing that people that aren't funny do a lot where they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Are we not allowed to joke anymore? We are, but it still goes premise punchline premise punchline setup punch you can't punch something you didn't set up yet then you're just punching somebody in the face and being like and also i was joking it's you did it wrong (laughs) but then the second part of his quote he says if you want to take me to town on that please do okay now i'm gonna i wasn't gonna but when somebody's like you're all overreacting you're all being too sensitive it's like no you screwed up i'm not gonna take you to town because i think you want to murder the kids who play on your team that would be a wild assessment but it is sure weird to come out here and tell everybody that you wouldn't mind executing your entire team and then being super cheeky about it because you had thought ahead of a joke maybe you should thought ahead of a game plan that your team could execute instead of putting this much time into referencing old quotes. Yeah. Yeah. If Katie would have said, Brian, what do you think about your team's execution tonight? And he would have responded with, I'm in favor of it. Then. Okay. You executed the the joke correctly. It it's not people being sensitive because I don't think we, truly care about if she had said do you, did your team execute and you said i wouldn't mind executing them and laughed and then said i'm kidding and then said something then fine i guess it i people would still be bothered by it but i'd be like i get it he was trying to joke but it's just makes me so mad when all these people who by the way don't do funny uh for a living get, get out here and say something stupid and then are just like i was joking are we not allowed to joke it's like oh, if i'm supposed to stick to sports then you better stick to sports what are we doing? What are we doing? You're not funny. What's worse than just a bad joke not landing is then explaining the bad yes. joke that didn't land. And, and blaming it on like, the people who didn't yeah, and, understand And then blaming it on me who didn't reference. laugh at your stupid joke that you didn't land correctly. It wasn't funny, question mark. I was talking and making a joke about it. It was taken serious. Are you people crazy? No, we're just listening. Be better at talking. Don't talk so badly. That's right. We're coming for Brian Kelly. That's what we took him to my, town. I'm putting my flag on that turf. I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm going to forget this story happened by tomorrow. So next. Uh, but in that game, there was okay. a really awesome moment in the Florida State Notre Dame game. There was a really awesome moment. So who ultimately won? Notre Dame won 41 in overtime 38 in overtime and uh yes 41 38 in overtime good for them uh Florida State had the ball first they missed their field goal then Notre Dame had it second kicked a field goal and won 
but hmm. the the moment that took over Twitter and just the sports world was uh, one of the quarterbacks for Florida State is McKenzie Millen. In 2018, he was at UCF and he had a catastrophic leg injury, like one of those Alex Smith leg dislocated. I mean, all sorts of surgeries. At one point, one of his surgeries included three sets of doctors. Uh, is that a lot? They said his leg was nearly amputated as a result yeah, for everything. So the doctor uh, had uh, three surgical teams uh, for one one of his procedures. One to handle oh uh, va- the vascular side of things, one to repair ligaments, and then one to reconstruct it. Like, oh, the, I mean, boy, if he could walk Imagine again. building a leg. Yeah, right. That's got to be hard talk about stress that's like the most complicated legos i would be staring at those instructions i would not look away be like now wait which bone the fibula goes next okay do you think surgeons ever have notes do you think surgeons sorry not to hold us up at the part that isn't about sports but to do exactly that do you think surgeons ever have like notebooks that they keep open that they consult like a recipe during surgery or do you think they're just like i it wouldn't actually make me uncomfortable it would make me feel safer Based on my vast uh, knowledge of Grey's Anatomy and watching mm, how mm-hmm, <laughs> how they mm-hmm, conduct their business, right. uh, they I know they do a lot of research beforehand, obviously to make sure that everything goes the way that it's supposed to. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to have notes. I would be like, cool, I like that. It's an open book test. You're not proving anything by right not ahead. having the book. Ask yeah. all the questions. If it's going to help me, it's like when a server isn't writing correctly. down your order, but then they get it wrong, and you're like, "Hey, you know, I won't judge you if you write it down. You can use yeah, a notepad. Like, you know, I have a pen you could borrow if, if you, you want to get. Just... As long as it means you're going to get it right, you can go ahead and write it down." So, to your uh, question, uh, hmm. Doctor Levy was quoted as saying, "I had gone through all of uh, the college and NFL databases on prior players that had dislocated their knees, Whoa. and there's one or two that were able to uh, get back to playing, but none of with the specific ligament vascular nerve injury." But to your question, it sounds like. Yeah, he did a lot of research because he said to this is to McKenzie. I said, look, my immediate goal is to get you through surgery tomorrow and you still have your leg, because if we injure the artery again, there's a chance that you uh, end up with an amputation. So sounds like they do kind of shout out to good doctors. Right. Just makes that that's what makes that doctor death story so nuts. So that you're like, well, some people just went in there and were like, mm, I'm just going to wing it. Yeah, I think like, I should cut right. this guy's leg Eyes off. Closed. And then you're like, it was the wrong leg. And you're like, whoops, my bad. Oh. So anyway, back to the story. Mackenzie Milton is now making his comeback. So Jordan Travis, though, gets the start for FSU. Uh, Mike Norvell, the coach for Florida State, didn't announce until game time who was going to get the start. Jordan Travis starts. And then in the fourth quarter, his helmet comes off in a play. And by rules, you have to come out for one play. So now comes in Mackenzie Milton, Dope Campbell, the stadium goes nuts. I mean, everyone was rooting for us. Twitter was going nuts. First play, completed pass. Even Jordan Travis. Wait, Jordan Travis said I couldn't get the smile off my face. To see him run on the field, it gave me chills. He's a great dude. I'm happy to see him on the field performing, and I'm blessed to have him on my team. I thought that was very sweet. And so Mackenzie leads him down, and they score a touchdown. And then afterwards, you see him coming off the field, and Jordan Travis, to the quote there, embraces him and then Mike Norvell comes over and has a talk and I'm guessing he probably said we're sticking with McKenzie but the way that Jordan was over there was just a cool moment and they were down 18 points in the fourth quarter he leads him into overtime they ultimately lose but to see him back on the field and then they kept showing and succeeding not only back on the field but doing all the good things and he was looking like awesome people forget like he finished sixth in the Heisman vote I think in 2017 I forget Mm. what year it was like he's a really good quarterback but then also to see his 
parents in the stadium there and his mom just losing it, which I mean, how could you not? You're watching That's your so son cute. play football for the first time. You know and- what I would say? I'd well, say you didn't pretty- know he was going to walk again. Yeah. And I would say all that taken into account it was pretty screwed up of Brian Kelly to let his team win that game. I think we should blame it all on Brian Kelly. I think so. we should be taking him to town for that. Yeah, we should. I'm going to take him into town and I'm going to take him to a nice dinner about it. Okay? Because that was Mackenzie Milton's game to win. You should have let him have his moment. And instead, you you didn't. And I, I'm taking you into town. We're going to take the train. We'll leave around 6.15. <laughs> what kind of, what, what restaurant you take? Like, what kind of restaurant are you I don't know. Probably to? steak where he'll get, you know, his well done because Brian Kelly's Brian Kelly. Okay, and clearly put, that was a John McKay reference. And if you didn't get it, I bet he puts a one on his steak too. Well, if it's a bad steak, you can. A one is delicious. It does stink that that's a sauce that we haven't found many other purposes for. It's really only great with steak. And then when you put it on your steak, it's like steak is supposed to need sauce. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I've got mixed feelings about a one. I uh, back to the game. I felt bad okay, back for. <laughs> Travis, like I, I see your joke. Done with the, yep, back to the talk. Game. Yeah. Oh, I felt that I did. I felt that the joke was good. Yeah, I didn't it was wanna, over. It I didn't want to. You okay. know, sometimes yeah, I, I tend to ruin worse. Katie's jokes, and so I wanted no. to. No, who said that? Nobody. <laughs> this is just my own no. awareness. Most times you're just silent, and then you go, and now back to what I wanted to say, and that's my favorite. Uh, so, so back, back to the to game. You, yeah. Yep. So, so back to what you were saying. I tweeted out like I felt bad for Notre Dame fans because there's this awesome moment and. You can't enjoy Brian it. Kelly ruined it. You're exactly. watching Mackenzie Milton have this comeback, and you're just like, yeah. And Brian Kelly murdered it in all senses of the word. Look, I like a lot of people who root for Notre Dame, and that's unfortunate for me because I think if I didn't, that I might not like them. But unfortunately, I do. my something boyfriend about Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. I don't. I don't hate, but mm. I don't know. Brian Kelly and I need to go to town. Your boyfriend's Notre Dame, so are you like locked into the game with him? Wait, or? did you say my boyfriend's no. Notre Dame? I didn't. Christina. Oh, I yes, like, mine. Someone else yes, has a boyfriend mine. on this podcast. It's uh, not all no, about you, Katie. I'm the only boyfriend ever. I'm the only one allowed to have a boyfriend. <laughs> the only one who's ever had a boyfriend ever. But she doesn't have a uh, band, though, so it doesn't, doesn't that's count. Exactly, yeah. Don't so, ever forget it. Exactly. But yeah, no, he's a Notre Dame fan, so he was glued to the game. I was trying to stay awake, uh, but I did catch uh, most of it. Hmm. So, so there, there's that. Wait, you were trying to fall asleep while he's watching the game in the same room, or yeah? How I would not be is, able to. Is fight. that not allowed? No, oh, it's allowed. It's I mean, impressive. you do you. It's yeah. It's a it's a feat of anything. Can like, you sleep with lights on? Uh, it depends sometimes, but I kind of like a dark, like a cave, dark, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm. like minimal noise in the background. Sure. So this wasn't uh, good for that. I would imagine. No, not really. But I was also. Yeah. I, it's one of those. It's also like, late when noise. It like the game yeah. got more interesting. But at it's the also end. when you're so exhausted from being social and doing things and blisters all over your feet all weekend. I was like, I need to pass out now. Good night. Mm-hmm. So what's your boyfriend like watching Notre Dame play? I thought you were just like, so what's he uh, like? Yeah, tell so me so what's he like? Uh, so here, let me tell you all the traits that are my boyfriend. Uh, no, he, so he's, he's not as big of a Notre Dame fan as he is a oh, Jets so he's a, fan. He's a fake fan. That's but, no, he's not a fake fan. He just, he didn't go. He went to UConn. He didn't go Travis, to Notre Dame. Travis, chill out. Still what are you coming for? Why am I having for? to defend my Why are you, what is this? you don't understand it. This I'm, so it's okay to be a fake fan every now and then. There's other stuff to care about. Yeah, he still roots for them. He just he isn't as a as passionate of a fan as 
as he would be for the Jets or, you know, any of his other teams. Oh, no, that's such a shame. The Jets, though. Mm, Yeah. I feel so bad every time. Anyway, Ohio State, did they win? Ohio State, they played Thursday night, and we We won. We talked about this? No. They won? Uh, You tweeted like they lost. You were tweeting as if they lost. So when the game started, I was like, this is going to be, for anybody that started following me because of this podcast, did people do that? Yeah, did crazy. you gain followers from this? I did. did. You clout yeah. Chase? No, I didn't. I didn't chase them. Like mm. just, I chase I it. I just kidding. You uh, see, Christina's <laughs> like I do. Shoot it right into my veins. I mean, I'll be honest. I did. I'm like hell yeah. How many followers do you have, Travis? Off the top of your head, just under three thousand. Nice. You playing with house money? Okay. But when the game started, because uh, Christina sent a tweet up like. Uh, sarcastically, like, hey, Katie, if you didn't know, Ohio State's playing football. And I didn't. No, I said an Ohio State University. Yep. I didn't and say I didn't. the, I said an. I didn't, and I didn't stop what I was doing. I said, that's great. But I then it got me thinking that. that there's people <laughs> that don't know this side of me, and, like, I know that, like... Travis, can I, you, may I just really quickly say that everybody knows this side of you? It is the only side of you? The Ohio State fan is the front-facing side of you? Not the t- not the tweeting during a game, though. I think they could surmise. I think we, we all, I think we all I think could, they could have... reasonably follow the character yes. arc. And yeah, but predict. when you're seeing like random tweets, like yeah, again, I just want you to. I really I think, think you're a little bit obvious. more predictable than you think in this arena. I'm not saying that I'm not predictable. I'm saying that you're finally like seeing the tweets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pretend you have a point. Um, what tweets would you say you thought people (laughs) wouldn't be expecting? The constant barrage of tweets that are simple, like we need to run the only thing you care about. Yes. About the only thing you yell about constantly ever. So they did win though. They did. Yes. So, but when things are going bad, that's when the tweets, uh, tend to fly out more frequent. It was a struggle early on, but young quarterback making his first ever start had never thrown a college uh, pass in college before. Once he got his footing, one by fourteen. Well, so th- exciting. So things that's, are good, but now we have Oregon on Saturday. Happened. But the one nice thing about playing Thursday night was the rest of the weekend. It was like house money. I could just sit there and relax and enjoy all these games, and not like like on Saturday the game's going to be at noon, which means from you know. 11 to 4 I'm not focused I'm not watching anything else so I'm missing a lot of action you know who also won this weekend the Kentucky football team because I know you care so much about the team that they I Kentucky. Also and they looked impressive um, you don't root for your football team do you I, I say I do I would say I do not not like basketball but uh I acknowledge that they have a team um hey but we didn't look bad and our, I can say the offense looked good. Our new quarterback held his own. So your banana hey, peel eating quarterback. Exactly. Our psychotic banana eating with the peel and all quarterback actually uh, came through for us. So you know what? Maybe it's not a lost season after all. I was a little nervous, but here we are. We won forty five to ten, so that's pretty solid. Are we, we gonna also... talk about how Georgia beat Clemson? Oh we can. yeah, I didn't watch that. But I, I, that was yeah. crazy. That's all. That's did, what did I have you, to say. Wait, hold on. Let me say, do my. Let me, guys, let me do my college football analysis. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Georgia beat Clemson 
That was unexpected. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. Who saw that coming? Maybe only our own L. Duncan. Ahahaha. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't know. I like watching Dabo Sweeney lose. Did I say that out loud? Can I say that out loud? Because it is something I like doing. You're allowed to say it. I don't know. Am if I? Very many you didn't say anything bad. You. Did I not? If somebody went out and said they like to see me lose, I'd be like, that hurts. I mean, Dabo might be hurt, but uh, oh, I hope he's not. I don't want to hurt Dabo, him. If you're but listening, I do want to watch sorry. somebody else do it. Um, Speaking of losing, though, I'm looking uh, for no. I'm going through your old tweets, Travis. That's what's taking me so long. That's why I'm being quiet. I'm trying to find out what was the date of the game. Was it the fourth? The second. The second. God, you tweet so much during college football. Yeah, it's I love this. Golly. <laughs> oh, did you see? Wait, we didn't even talk about your boy Tebow getting the come up. Somebody took a shot on Tebow. Huh? It was ESPN. He's going to host first take on Fridays now. Oh. Yeah, I'm just see, saying. So it's, uh, you, nobody will ever give him a chance. And I know yeah. you like to root for him he's to get fine. more chances. And he so does SEC Nation on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good see, for so I know you were worried. Fine. I know you were worried about things not working out for him. I wasn't so. worried about him. Mm-hmm. 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 I just didn't like the still scrolling. attacks that people threw at him. A lot of really people at that Virginia Tech lot, game, Travis. huh? Hmm? A lot of people at that Virginia Tech game. Oh, I love that scene. Virginia, I've been you there. You do? For, I, it's just, I love it too, but at the same time, I was like, God, nary a mask to be Oh, funny. I love it. I love, like, <laughs> Lane Stadium is, I was there in 2015, and to hear, their stadium's not big, but has, pound for pound, it gets so loud when Ender Sandman comes on, it's, it's an awesome environment. Huh. I just, sorry to interrupt. I just see that you tweeted out a new episode of SVP's podcast, and I was just wondering if you also tweet out when a new episode of this podcast sometimes comes I do out because I don't see it. Here I don't anywhere. Sometimes how how often is I don't sometimes? always tweet out SVP's. It also says new pod is out, and it's like no, it isn't. And then it's like, no, he's talking about a different pod. So now that's where you're clout chasing. You're trying to get other people that joined, followed you to listen to you on other, which good for you. But I don't talk on, I very rarely talk on Scott. So it's not. That's how you got to play the game, Travis. You also tweeted a pretty corny tweet about Ohio State's president. You said, glad OSU has a president who gets it. Yeah. Let's let's, uh, defend that take. Because our president came in last year and fought for Ohio State in there to be big uh, football in the Big Ten when other presidents were just trying to pack it in and move it to spring. Well, maybe they were trying to pack it in and move it to spring for sa- safety of the players, Travis. Yeah, I mean, you'd be safe and still play. Showtime. That means the game's starting. So you tweeted yep. showtime. <laughs> Is Haskell not starting? A little confused. Yeah, Haskell Garrett didn't start for us on the defensive line. I was a little... Well, this is awful start. Yeah. Well, this is awful start. How come Ohio State wants me to use articles like the, but you can't even use articles in your sentence like an? Listen. Well, this is an awful start. It's Twitter. Overturned. Huge for OSU. Didn't even capitalize on it. Oh, that was a targeting call. What are you, just calling the game? Are you tweeting like Magic Johnson? What is this? This is what I'm just telling you about. And I forgot how many damn commercial breaks college football has. How could you? How oh, could you sweet. forget? No, but like last night's game actually was moving. But listen, Fox, we, we need to have a little chit chat because my oh. God. Friendly ranter. Yeah, oh, here we are. We've entered. 
college football does have a pace of play issue. Mm. Games take college way too football, long. I don't know if these two facts are related, but in my mind, I bet subconsciously they are. Whenever it's college football season, I do drink a lot more diet. diet I mean, uh, Dr. Pepper. Huh. Fansville. I know. Well, I'm saying I think it like osmosis is into my brain because lately, you know, I'm a root beer chick, but lately I've been going for Dr. Peppers and I think it's because it's college football season. <sighs> Stroud needs to calm down. Did he? Oh, he did. That, that was okay. the, the quarterback that hadn't thrown a pass in his uh, college career. And so you just need things to come to him and second half he did. So we're good. Here's the last one I'm going to ask you about. Does anybody have the phone number for the visiting team press box at Minnesota? I've got a couple ideas I'd like to share with OSU. I'd like to give you this platform now, Travis, to share the ideas that you would have shared with OSU. Uh, one on defense. We were rotating way too many players. I think they were trying to figure out who should be out there, but at that moment, I don't think you need to be rotating. You kind of had an idea. Let's stick with the same guys so that they can play out there and make some plays. We're rotating guys and giving up some plays. And then on offense, we needed to run the ball a little more. Mm, like when it's two and five. Hmm? You wrote second and five, but you wrote two and five. Why don't we run there? Oh, yeah. We needed to. Yeah. Okay. Well, football, college football. And well, so that was think, the, the deep analysis of the OSU game yeah, that no one really asked good. for, but here we are. Cool. Enough. Let's talk about LSU. Is it my time? Is it my time to shine? They won this weekend, <laughs> right? They, they won. No. They, they didn't lost. win is what your face is saying. They lost. They lost. To who? UCLA. UCLA. Well, that's tough. UCLA, you run, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what happened after the game? So it was before the game. Okay, sorry. I'm really nailing this story. <laughs> Ed Orgeron's <laughs> walking into the stadium. Okay, and, as he is wont to do. Uh, you can't hear what's being said by the fan, but you can hear Ed Orgeron say, bring your ass on and your sissy blue shirt to the fan. Okay, okay. Uh, obviously, it went viral. UCLA wins the game, dominated LSU, and then as any good program or organization do they are now running with this whole sissy blue shirt they've changed their twitter you know bio they're making shirts they're really playing this up. you gotta capitalize on the moment i see it i i respect it i googled to find the origin of that word sissy because it sounds like one that's on the borderline and i think that the definition has been updated to the point where now i think it's okay uh it seems like it used to be a person regarded as effeminate which i am like but now it's a person regarded as effeminate or cowardly. And if we just uh, can we just get rid of the first part and make it cowardly? Because that to me is fine. Come down here in your coward's blue shirt. But if it's girly, it's fine. Girly yeah, isn't I'm bad. And I don't like girly that. being used as a derogatory. But, uh, you know, sissy is cowardly for anybody who was like, I don't think so. Now you know. And it's fine. I signed off on it. Stamp of approval. Travis is furrowing his brow. Uh, I actually love everything about it. If a, if a coach wants, I got no issues with Ed Orgeron saying that. Of course. But you just need to be prepared that if things don't go well, it's going to be made. You're going to be made fun That's, of for it. Say what you're trying to say. Oh, you mean if you lo if you lose, you're going to yeah, get made like, fun of. Yeah, like I'm all for yeah, trash talk. So if you're going to lose, I mean, they're going to make t-shirts out of to it. Say, he, I want a, tr a, a coach that talks trash, especially in a like voice a that sounds coach. like a lobster's yelling at you. I would love that. <laughs> I think that's great. 
And if you lose, it's like, whatever, that shirt's still a coward's shirt. I do think as a coach, you shouldn't be yelling at fans as you're walking Probably, in. Probably, yeah. That's, that and then also, because then the other thing is, if a player was right next to him and that player said the same thing, do you think Ed Orchon's going to, Ed going to yell like at we're making, Are you really upset about this? It feels like we're making this a big old deal. Who's worse, Brian Kelly or Ed Orgeron? Go. Who? Is this really a question? I mean, what are we Ed doing? Ed I mean, Come on. What? What? Travis. The views of Travis Rockhold do not reflect the views of this podcast, allegedly. Why? What? Why? Brian Kelly made a joke that didn't land. Ed Orgeron is yelling also at a fan. Also made a joke. What if, so all, all Ed Orgeron had to do was go, oh, I was only kidding. I was quoting um, my seventh grade best friend. You guys just didn't get the joke. No, you because sh- he's yelling at a fan. Yeah, well, I don't even care anymore. I don't know what we're arguing about. I just liked getting fired up and getting mad. And then I just pictured <laughs> the Reddit taking this genuinely and, and getting mad at me. And I decided that I'd, I'm going to bail on the bit. Boise State, what happened there? Isn't there, f- isn't there field blue? It is. Oh, it's they're the ones with that. I look at me that. knowing stuff. I'm out here I knowing stuff. I've got so much knowledge in my brain. So they were <laughs> scheduled to play UCF Thursday night. There was did a they? lot. They did play, but because Ooh. of weather, it kept getting delayed and pushed back. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Uh, because of lightning. And so Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer logged, in logged into a Zoom class, for, logged into Zoom for one of his classes mm-hmm. and then posted on there like, hello to like uh, his fellow students and opened up the video so they could see him in his uniform. And like, bro, we get you're the star quarterback. We don't need you showing off and jumping in the Zoom and being, oh, wait, I wait, can wait, do wait, both. Wait, 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 wait. So his game was delayed and he went to class. Yeah. Had the game not been delayed, he wasn't going to go to class. Correct. Which just on its face is like, so student comes before athlete, I thought. I thought that was their whole argument, is that they're students first and then they're athletes. But you're scheduling a game during his class and he just wasn't going to go. And now you're saying, Travis, that when he uses his break from his job he doesn't get paid to complete uh, to go to class, that he's showing off. Yeah. Yeah, that it's incorrect. Hmm. Like, did he take notes? Take. Did he actually participate I, in class? Or? So that's the thing is, I don't like. I feel like he just jumped on them, like, "Hey guys, check, look at me, like, bro." What are you okay. talking about? Right. This is your taking. That is saying something. You're making some wild accusations. At at any point, did Hank say, "Oh, look at me, I'm the yeah, star he's quarterback"? It. He said, "Hello, I'm the star quarterback." Oh, oh, so he said hello. Okay, said so hello. by him by him saying hello, when a quarterback means- says hello, you know what he's actually saying is hello. I'm the star quarterback. Travis knows <sighs> it. Silly me. Anyone who's ever seen a high school movie knows it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so it's not sense. that he wanted to actually learn something from said class that he was supposed to miss and now had the opportunity that's to the join. other question did he learn anything like i'd like to know what he learned from class and when the game started again did he just bail and then that was a <laughs> yeah, like, say, if you show up so he said hello he popped in then said goodbye have to go to my game now and uh rain late thought i joined to say hello oh well that's not why most people go to – well, I guess it is why most people go to class, to say that they were there and get credit for being there. But um, I just wonder what he learned. This doesn't seem conducive to learning. I actually find this quite amusing. 
I don't think that it's annoying. I wouldn't say that he was boasting. I, I think it's kind of amusing. I would have enjoyed if I was in the class, I probably would have enjoyed it. Um, I don't care. Not me. I would have been like, yeah, cool. You're here. Why do you never have to be here? I'm yeah. always here. Well, we don't necessarily know that he doesn't go to any of the other classes. This one was just so happened to be scheduled during the time of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the rule should be then if the if the player doesn't have to be there that day because of a game, then nobody, nobody has to be there. Oh, imagine if that was the rule. Now that, um, that's something. I also think the rule should be that if you go to class, if you can make it to the start of class because of a rain delay, I would have loved if that teacher... Shout out Dr. Ray Fang, which is just a badass name. Uh, if Dr. <laughs> Fang had been like, you can't leave. I don't care that the rain delay is over. I'm in the middle of a lecture. Yeah, you the, have to the, stay. The football and then they got to make some sort you, of a, I do. Yeah, then they got to start making some sort of an adjustment to their lineup because their quarterback's going to be out for the first 45 minutes because Dr. Fang is going off on how important. This could have been so much more interesting. This should have gone the yeah. way Katie's now yes, describing. Thank because you. That would Everything have been so should be sports movified. I'm sick of these yes. half-ass stories. Let's start getting some narrative out there. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Speaking Fang, of narratives, are we going to talk about this dumb pandemic and the way that it affects a guy that used to play quarterback for my football team professionally? I mean, I guess we have to, right? don't have to do anything. Ooh. Well, take a stand. How has it already been an hour and a half? We had a lot of fun banter, friendly banter. What happened to Tom Brady? He admitted that shortly after the Bucks parade, he got COVID. Well, so my question is, why Why does when this comes, like this, me reading this feels like this was some sort of keep, like kept secret that now he's sharing. Like, oh yeah, I also, like, why, why didn't we know about this when he had it? And why... Is this like, I feel like I'm being let in on the secret that was kept. Like, why is it secretive? Why didn't we know about it when he had it? Why is it coming out six months later? Why? I'm with you. Like, okay, you got it. Like, I'm glad that you're okay, but you didn't tell us in the moment. I I don't care now. Yeah. Yeah, And it's just like, you know, okay. So did so I mean, there are long term effects that are still being studied of COVID. There's people who have long COVID. So it's possible that. 100%. Knowing could inform us in the future if anything happens to Tom Brady, but I do well, think. Well, why didn't we know when he had it? Because Tom Brady has learned that wading into those waters is dangerous. And as a person who's managing his image in a way that, like, you know, he's cheeky on his Instagram account or whatever, um, it you it's just best to not. The best way to tell people you have COVID is to say that you had it and it happened and yeah. it was months ago. So you can't even really pick apart your my behavior to find out how I got it. You know what I mean? It just feels like he's – they're at 100% though, the Bucks. I think they're the second team. The Falcons were the first to get 100% vaccination rate. So that's, oh. I mean, good for them as teams. It just will make it easier given the new rules and how uh, unvaccinated players are are held to a different standard now. Do you think it's also that he didn't want to say that he got it because it was shortly after the parade and then it, all the stories run rampant with the parade and the party? I mean, yeah, probably. I, I, I think it's entirely possible, too, that Tom Brady didn't have COVID at all. He just had his very first hangover. <laughs> he was like, I these mean, are all the symptoms. I'm sweating. I, I'm puking. I, my, my head hurts. Racing, He's calling Gronk like, dude, I've got COVID. Gronk's like, bro. Yeah, Gronk's like, like this is just... Yeah, yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah, Gronk's like, I have COVID every then week. Gronk's then Gronk's been okay. having the COVID cruise for many years. 
I honestly, I, I do think that maybe it was it was that that, you know, in the moment, people probably would have absolutely ridiculed how they celebrated, you know, no masks, reckless, whatever it is, whatever you wanted to say. Um, I just think it's, you know, OK, cool. Not not like cool. You had it. But like, why am I finding out about it six months later? And why should I care about it now? Yeah, I just to be clear, I'm only joking. I bet he did have COVID, but. Sometimes around these stories, you see people that make things up. And I just wanted to be clear that this is a joke. Uh, people don't like to be funny anymore. No one's funny. No one makes Except jokes. for Brian Can't Kelly. Joke? Brian Kelly Brian likes to be funny. Brian Kelly is our greatest living comedian. He's the only one out here. <laughs> Speaking of which, not to devolve this, because we're going to get to BetterHelp in a second. But before I tell you about BetterHelp, um, there was a trending today when I woke up. You know, you just check the trending topics. This is just me to be like, what's today going to be like? Is everybody mad about something today? Is everybody happy about something today? Let me just check because, you know, by the time I wake up, the discourse is half over. And so I checked today and what was trending? A tweet that said, who's funnier, Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart? And I closed that app and I was like, I'm not opening this for the rest of my life. It's Dave Chappelle for the answer. Travis, the fact that you think that somebody needs to hear you say the it's like that in and of itself is just upsetting. It's just upsetting to me. There's a lot of people out there. It doesn't matter. You can find Kevin Hart entertaining and you can still know that in terms of comedy, Dave Chappelle is in a completely different tier. Him, it's like him and Brian Kelly and then everybody else. If you're just comparing. Fi- yes, yeah, exactly. Dave exactly. Chappelle, exactly. Brian Kelly and Sebastian and then, and, and, Maniscalco, and then yes. it's everybody else. And then in a completely different chapter, is Brendan Schaub. I'm sorry, I forgot him. Yeah, these are the these are the great comedy minds. How dare you compare Kevin Hart to Brian Kelly? Is this your first day? Brian Kelly needs a you Netflix special. <laughs> God, watch stand up one time, and you'll recognize that Brian Kelly is performance art. Have you ever caught uh, Dan at home watching Brian Kelly to like see how he does things? I would never admit. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that Dan takes notes in his notebook when Brian Kelly speaks. He goes, Shh, he shushes me. And I take it because he's right. When genius speaks, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yes. Exactly. You got to pay attention. He's passing wisdom over. Speaking of wisdom, today's podcast brought to you by BetterHelp. So Travis, what's up? Uh, did we settle on uh, Little Miss Piggy? Is that what we said? We did, but I don't have a. She just talks in a in a falsetto, and I don't sound like Miss Piggy at all. But that's my Miss Piggy. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I used to have a Mickey Mouse. Do you have a Goofy? Well, let's run uh-huh. with that. I don't. A uh, Goofy? What is? How does Goofy talk? I don't know. Wow, dolls! Is it like that? Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's not that. These are awful. This is why you guys have to pick. Because if you let me pick, I'm just going to do Meatwad. I mean, I'll give the people what they this want. One. Give the people what they want. If you're feeling depressed or struggling with uncertainty or have a difficulty sleeping, <laughs> BetterHelp offers experienced therapists who can listen and help. BetterHelp assess your needs and helps match you with your own licensed professional. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Can you understand anything I'm saying? It's kind of important. Mm. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in other areas. 
the two of them are both they use ad reads to just to paint the picture for you listener just to peek behind the curtain here these two use ad reads to check their phones and read their emails and so it's sort of just like doing the silliest thing you've ever done for people who have you on mute and it's uh soul crushing good thing i have better hope the service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or photo sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Travis is pretending to laugh now, which I appreciate. <laughs> BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to charge counselors if needed. It's more affordable than your traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. It's available! In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp uh, that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Sports were kidding all of the spots about BetterHelp Online Therapy, and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Nolan. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. It's hard to stay in the back of your throat for that whole thing. That term slash Nerlin. Get match with a better help therapist or get started. I'm Meatwire. I really don't know how you do that, but it is very it's impressive. It's hard. It's hard because you start thinking about it too much and then you're like, about to go to the route, really? It's just really hard to do, <laughs> but uh, what's up with UFC? Oh, wait, before we do this, let me say my quick thing. AEW had a pay-per-view last night. It's basically like their big one, their big SummerSlam. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I don't want to spoil it maybe for people, but- Spoiler um, alert. If go. I were the WWE- I would be a shaken in my weird boots that are actually just sheets that I put on over my sneakers so that I can wrestle. They, um, <laughs> the, the AEW is calming for them. Look, Dan's a huge professional wrestling fan. He always has been. That's the one and, owned by Shad Khan, right? Mm-hmm. Watching him react to the AEW pay-per-view last night was really sweet. I think he thinks I think it's really dorky. And I'm not saying I I I. I love it like he does and that I understand it completely. But I do watching him love it has made me go like this isn't it's cool that he has his own thing that he really likes. I don't necessarily share it fully, but I can appreciate it. And I like experiencing it with him. Does that make sense? Yeah, like you like so, how much he likes it. Yeah. So he came in after the pay-per-view and I could tell he like wanted to be able to like and then this happened and then this happened. But he was trying to be like that was actually a pretty cool pay-per-view. Then would wait until I was like so what was it? That so you, tell like, me okay, so, more. <laughs> uh, but I watched the I watched the Young Bucks uh, fight and um, they lost the Lucha Luchadors. Luch, they won and he was happy about that. Um, I was a little bummed because forever ago when I watched my first AEW match and I met the Young Bucks by like not met them in person but was introduced to their character Dan and I decided we would be that for Halloween and then we didn't um do it and I wish we did because I think that would be an incredibly funny Travis Google uh Young Bucks AEW and look at pictures that was going to be Dan and I's uh Halloween costume it was pretty great you'd have to get those pants (laughs) custom made I googled it I looked into it Travis is like sobbing. Please do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of AEW, and I, I get that what I'm about to say is based a little hypocritical. 
Oh, that's got to be the first time you've acknowledged that. So I have a friend that loves right, wrestling, and he was tweeting up a storm about AEW, uh-huh. basically the equivalent of me with Ohio State. And uh-huh. uh, I went and muted all the hashtags that he was using. <gasps> Travis, that is they have Travis, you would love MJW. MJF is his name, not MJW. I just That's I can't, Memorial J weekend. I, I, I can't um, get into wrestling. You would you would love what do you mean? It's it's reality shows meets sports. Meets like violence. I feel like it's that's like that fake is right up drama your alley. that you're allowed to get invested in. I don't know. AEW is great because they they let the the wrestlers have more say over it. Orange Cassidy is my favorite wrestling bit. I haven't seen that many wrestling bits, but I do really appreciate it. But MJF is a is a god tier uh, heel. He's incredibly hateable. It's like he woke up and he saw his face one day, and he was like, "People are gonna hate this face. I sh- I should make that my job," and he does, and it's great. But remember, with reality TV, what I tr- truly like though is the not Pretending the actual competition it's stuff. It's like the drama and those things. And with wrestling, mm-hmm. you're not seeing yes, you do that. Get that. You're not and seeing it's it as just much. Just as though. produced as reality TV's is. But are you seeing all the drama built in with them? Like they, you're seeing the they, fights. Sure, but they make it about. It's about the other stuff, but it's scripted. But that's the thing. So is reality TV. You just have to kind of accept that part of it. And then appreciate, like, I can appreciate when the heel does something that's actually really good at getting the audience to react. It's not really about me believing that that guy's a bad guy. It's about being like, oh, man, he's really pissing them off. And that's exactly his entire raison d'etre. He's like the Miz, except good at his job. Ever since, like, (laughs) when I was growing up watching wrestling, I just can't, I can't do it. Now, I'll, like... If someone's like having a people over for a big of one of their pay-per-views, like sure I'll do it, but that's more of just to hang out. Or I, I would go to an event, but I'm not gonna like each week. So watch. that's my conundrum is that Dan was like, they're doing an event and we can go to it. And I answered as if it wasn't COVID and then because I was like, Yeah, I would definitely go. As in like I I don't I would love to watch and get more into this thing that you love. And then I was like, uh, but wait, <laughs> is my first sporting event back gonna be professional wrestling i don't know if i can do that i think i should go to a something else first you can you can do it do it Uh, i don't know maybe ufc what's this story what happened oh god it's jake paul it's not even ufc Mm -hmm. it just has the word ufc in the title Mm -hmm. i love that you had to write ufc's jorge masvidal wants to beat up jake paul and logan paul and you didn't write where they're from no remember katie i don't because they are not i don't write the headlines i just copy and paste i know it just upsets me UFC, UFC is Jorge Masvidal and YouTube's Jake Paul and Logan. That's right. He wants, uh, he wants to fight both of uh, the Paul brothers. Mm. At I'm the same gonna, time or separately? Separately. Ooh, at the same time. I'm going to beat up the Pauls, yeah, he that'd be said. Like a... okay. uh, if they put money in my pocket, uh, that Logan Paul dude, Jake Paul, whoever Paul dudes, if they put money in my pocket, <laughs> of course, they'd like dude. to break some uh, Disney characters' faces. Ooh. I've been fighting men who have been training since seven, eight years old to do the same thing to me. Uh, what I do to them fighting guys like the, uh, the Pauls is a bonus, man. And then he goes on who the F is the Paul kid. He thinks we're friends because I gave him some advice in the Ben Askren fight. Why'd you give him advice? Yeah. What? 
thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, why'd if, you give him advice? If he someone gives like me him advice, I called him cool one time. Like, yeah, wait, the, hold on. He goes what? on, get the f out of here, bro. I'll slap you and whoever the f you want, bro. I'm a fighter. Of course, you're gonna get offended. You'll slap whoever the Pauls want. That's if I were one of the Pauls, which my God, imagine. But if I was, and Jorge Masvidal said, I'll slap whoever the f you want, I'd be like, cool. I got a list. I would like Jorge Masvidal to go slap this person and yep. this person and this person. Sure, you can hear him saying that he wants to fight you and I'm sure they'll get fake mad about it and we'll turn this into some hype machine that will make us pay $50 for a fight I don't want to watch. But if Jorge Masvidal just says to you, I'll slap you and whoever the F you want, I would take that slap so to earn the other slaps and then I would Absolutely. spend my Masvidal slaps on all of my enemies, of which there are many. Yes, I love that. If someone like you gave him advice, so like, yeah, like he's like, well, oh, so I gave him advice one time, and now he thinks, he thinks we're, we're friends because well, I, I was friendly. Yeah, I would yes, he did think you're friends because you were friendly. Same thing. Yes, yeah, that's it. That is fair. That's that like when you think I like you because I said that I love you. What's wrong? Yeah, with you? like I'll slap what? you. Ugh, but so obviously, I'm just being. I'm just. I'm still on Masvidal's side. I still would like to see somebody knock one of these kids out. Please. I also, what I'm not understanding is why uh, we are doing this when George or Jorge Masvidal is not a boxer. So why is this a thing? Is he and Jake he, Paul is, is not a UFC fighter? Jorge said so it himself. Why, yeah. Like Jorge is. Jorge's trying to get himself paid. He said, if they can put money in my pocket. So as much as he hates the Pauls, he is trying to leverage them to make oh, money. So he's just doing it for, for the money. Yeah. Yes. He basically just said he's doing Anything it for the associated money. with the Paul brothers but, is money. So my, my question now is, because I don't know how this is going to work out. He says that he wants a fight that will put him, Jorge wants a fight that will put him in a position to challenge again for the UFC welterweight title. How is fighting well, I think, Jake I think, Paul I think that's like two separate match? things. I think that's two separate things. So then how, so, well, the fact that it's included in this article with him wanting to beat up Jake Paul and or Logan Paul at the same time or separately, doesn't make any sense as to why then his next fight would then put him in a position to contend for the UFC welterweight title when he's there. These are two separate things. Yeah. But I think it's just putting heat. It's getting yourself some heat. Yeah. Here's the thing. He has a professional boxing record. Jorge Masvidal. He's won one fight by decision in 2005. I mean, the one Paul brother only has three more. So it's now 2021, 2005 at a Radisson in Miami (laughs) (sighs) against Joseph Benjamin. Um, he also holds the record for the fastest knockout in UFC history. It's five seconds. So mm-hmm. if he can bring, you know, something like that to, to the Paul fight, a fast knockout. Hey, if he I'll can knock it. him out, cool. I'll, I will watch maybe. Mm. I won't, but I will be waiting on Monday to do Isn't the podcast like and hear from Katie. Yeah, I just... Has Dan paid you for the last fight yet? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. I can't remember or keep track of most things like birthdays, anniversaries, uh, when it's time to take my laundry out of the wash and put it into the dryer. But I can keep a running tally in my head of the multiple $50 owed to me. Yes, of all the money you've wasted on watching Currently, he owes me $100. um, (laughs) And I will not rest until that is 
in your pocket. Until I've been given, what is it, restitution? Go to his stand up and then just yell from the crowd, you still owe me money. Oh, never heckle. Nothing will ever be an excuse for heckling. It is the craziest thing about his job when he comes back from a weekend on the road and he's like, Saturday night had a couple that was just straight up having a conversation in the front row through the entirety of my set. And it's just so hard to be like, why? Why are you here? You paid money to listen. It's one of the most impressive things, I think, about live stand-up comedians who are in front of a room of people who just have to take it. You know, yeah. these people, are they have paid money to watch you do your job. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you suck. What? Why are you then here then? leave. Then go. Then go. Please go. You don't have to pay please, for this. Please, please, please leave. You knew my name was on the ticket. Why are you here? You know you what's think- the weird thing? I've noticed people do at comedy shows. They yell out the thing they know you from. And if I can give you guys any advice, and I'm always trying to, this one I promise is solid. Do not go <laughs> to a stand-up comedian's show and yell out the name of the thing you know them from. Because they know that you know them from that. And they're probably not going to talk about it. Also, don't tell a comedian after they get off stage what they should have made a joke about. Because you that's not how it works. I wish you would have talked about the fact that you're on a TV show. Why would I have talked about that? It didn't, it wasn't in my, I'm not going to keep that in mind for next time. So you're giving me advice. Are we friends or where are we at? I just want to make sure. It would be safe for you to assume, I think, that we're friends. Uh, okay, I just okay, I did, okay, okay. I didn't But then know. I'm going to come out if you do assume it and be like, I don't know why he thinks that. Okay. So just, just making now sure. you have all the information. You can okay. make whatever decision you'd like. I didn't want you to come Okay, so me. the Pauls will live to fight again. Apparently. Unfortunately. What else? Um, to more serious stuff. Uh, oh, man, Naomi Osaka. This is a bummer, but also I guess we can make it uplifting in that like her personal, she's got the autonomy to make these types of decisions. So Naomi Osaka lost in the U.S. Open, and she's uh, unsure in the third when, her, round. And when her next match will be. And she said, I feel like for me recently, like when I win, I don't feel happy. I feel more like a relief. And then when I lose, I feel very sad. I don't think that's normal. Yeah, so she's basically like saying that the thing I once loved is now not something I find joy in. I just feel relief when I win and then very sad when I lose. So then she went on it to is, say- It is, hold on, you can go on with her quote in a second, but I will say this quote reminds me of something that I bring up a lot because it's one of the cooler things I've gotten to do is when I interviewed Matt Ryan after the year after the Super Bowl collapse and asked him that, you know, I think it was Larry, I think it might have been Larry Fitzgerald who I first heard said this, but he said, losing, winning never feels as good as losing feels you, bad. You always remember the losses. Right. And it's it's almost like when you log on to Twitter, you always remember the one person who said something mean, not the 50 you, people yeah, who said something nice. Yeah, you can get nice. 100 compliments and it's the one person who said you suck yeah. that you're going to remember. So I do think there is something universal to that thought of like, it's, it just feels like she's maybe more in tune with like, that's kind of weird, isn't it? That we are supposed to be fighting to win, but really what we're doing is fighting Trying against not to the idea of losing. Yeah. And it's like, it, it it's one of the most fascinating things about sports is the mental approach to winning and losing. And it's, um it takes, I mean, that's life in general. It's just easier to talk about in the microcosm of sports because there are winners and losers at the end of the day that are clearly defined. Um, but I think that it shows that she's, you know, considering her life she's got good perspective i think but that can mess with you in somewhere where you need to be singularly focused on 
And what Glory. I actually, what I think is also, it's it's not uh, it's not something that's very common in someone who's so young to have mm-hmm. that type of she's perspective yet. Because yeah, she's so young. She's twenty three. A, I guess you can say, quote unquote, normal twenty three year old. You've what just graduated college. You're maybe entering the workforce for the first time. Um, you know, you you may or may not, but I would venture to say you haven't experienced significant failure to the point that she's experiencing and so I think her perspective of winning and losing is just far more accelerated than the average 23 year old so for her to say hey I need to remove myself because I'm young and I need to figure this out is impressive I agree she turned pro uh before she was 16 Mm. yeah that's crazy you're a kid and you're having to figure out all of these like adult feelings as a kid so she she went on to say basically i feel like wait I'm kind first of- you're missing the part she cried and then she they the moderator tried to end the media session and she was like no i want to continue go ahead and she said basically i feel like i'm kind of at this point where i'm trying to figure he out he brings such life to her quotes doesn't he what i oh, want I to do and honestly i don't know when i'm going to play my next tennis match i think i'm going to take a break from playing for a while like mm-hmm. that's I, it's it's I, it's so hard to deal with. Like I, it sucks because we want to watch her and we want to root for her. It's also the silver lining is that it's like, look, she's making that decision and it's indefinite, which always sounds like it means forever, but technically it means uh, we just it don't know for how long. Yeah, so she could bounce back from this. Um, but I think coming out and saying that, like, hey, look, I'm gonna take a sec. I totally get that. It's also really hard to do when you feel like your duty, your purpose is to do this thing. When you're that great at tennis and you've been doing it for that long and you feel like if I don't do tennis, do I cease to exist? That sounds wild, but I feel like we can't know because we've never been just very good at one thing or anything, quite frankly, if I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so to, to, to take the thing that defines you, I mean, the closest I can relate to it is when I went away to college, I had danced my whole life and then I stopped. And I remember just being very confused about who I was and like going through a phase of trying out all different groups of friends when really it was like, just join uh, the dance. Well, because for so long, that was your yeah. identifier. That Those were the right. people but that like, you associated to your point, with. To your point, I hadn't uh, experienced life without it yet, so I didn't know that it was going to affect me. And so it's it's kind of incredible for Naomi Osaka to be 23 and to be like, I can tell that this is going to affect me if I stop. And so I need to stop and reckon with that, process those feelings so that I can get back to doing it even with this knowledge and continue to take advantage of my incredible talent. So as usual, shout out to Naomi Osaka. And also, the people around her obviously are supporting her with whatever she wants to do. But for Naomi, part of that pressure is also there's a team of people that she kind of they work for her, and so she supports them financially by paying them for their services. So now it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's brought that up. You've got that this pressure of all these people that if you don't like, yeah, they don't have the income. Losing. If like obviously they're yeah. going to be fine, but it's for her, it's still on her mind. It's like a um a singer that you know when the during covid the band wasn't playing so it's like how do i gotta be able to take care of them during yeah, this and usually like, 
we're getting the money. Yeah, there's the more on the line than just your loss. It's everybody's mm-hmm. loss. And then yeah, to add into what Naomi's been going through, you have Sloan Stevens. After her U.S. Open loss, she received thousands of hateful and hurtful messages through God, social media. And it's just Sloan like- Stevens opened up about online abuse and harassment on her Instagram account Saturday, saying that, quote, this type of hate is so exhausting and never ending, end quote. Stevens, who lost in three sets to Angelique Kerber on Friday, oh, I didn't know that, after taking the first set, shared in her Instagram stories that angry strangers sent more than 2,000 abusive messages to her Instagram account because they were, quote, upset by yesterday's result. It's so hard to read messages like these, Stevens wrote, sharing examples of some of the messages she's received. The comments varied from vile curse words to abusing her for posting pictures of herself. One message threatened physical harm and said she would be should be banned from tennis and jailed. This oh isn't talked God. about enough, but it really freaking sucks, Stevens wrote. And again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Nolan. Go to therapy. Do not log on and tell someone they should go to jail. Talk to somebody about what's actually bothering you, because I promise it's not Sloane Stevens. She didn't do anything that should make you so mad oh, that dare you she think post a photo of she herself. should be jailed. And yeah, if you like, feel that way, your feelings projected. are probably incredibly valid about something else, but it's easier to project them onto Sloane Stevens. So hear me when I say you are a valuable part of society who is just malfunctioning and it's betterhelp.com. Figure out where the anger is coming from because Sloane Stevens is a stranger to you. She did nothing wrong or illegal. And you need to calm down because you're making words have an impact. It's very scary when somebody threatens your life on the Internet. I know that we act like, oh, don't read them. Don't read your replies. Just be totally fine with it when a guy says he'll meet you in the parking lot and that he has friends and security at the network where you work. Like, that's scary. Yes, that guy could be lying. But if he's not, what are you going to do about it? There's an off chance, a tiny off chance that he's not lying. And that sucks. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. And also, like, Sloan doesn't know these people are, but these people, to your point, kind of know where she's going to be, like, traveling to. Mm -hmm. So they could get to her if they wanted to. They pull up, you know, intimate details about you and you don't know them. So it's, you know, somebody, some stranger coming into your bubble saying, I know X, Y, and Z about you and I'm mad. And it's like, wait a minute. I don't know you. I didn't do anything to you personally. Figure out, to Katie's point, figure out why you're mad. Because it's not because of me. Something in your life is angering you. Figure that out. 2,000 abusive messages. Imagine also that you're Sloane Stevens and there's a fan that slides into your DMs that you had like a a back and forth with maybe once where they asked you for advice and you gave it to them and you want to just check in on that person and you have to sift through 2,000 angry, abusive messages calling you all sorts of names and threatening your safety. Why are we all so mad at something that doesn't affect you? It's incentivizing or, or just like, I don't know, mentally trained. Uh, people 
celebrities, I guess you would say, uh, uh, people of interest, to not interact with that part of a website, which could be incredibly valuable. It could be the place where a person with a dream of becoming the next Sloane Stevens gets an encouraging message from Sloane Stevens. But when your inbox is just full of abuse that you have to scroll past a preview of in order to try to locate a message it's like at some point you're just going to stop doing it you're going to stop putting yourself through that and that sucks it's why I don't hold it against anybody who has any sort of following when they say like oh I don't check my dms or I have so many times where I I just finally muster up the strength to go in there and then I have to be like hey sorry I missed this I really don't like to check this part of this website when I go in here now I have to sift through all of the terrible things people are saying to me I find out all different insecurities I should have that I don't even have yet I'm like wait what there's something weird about my forehead what since when yeah you're like wait I actually kind of like the way I wore my hair last weekend but I guess Brian for Minnesota doesn't oh, like it. God. So I, mean, it's I like, wish that so still stupid. mattered. I do wish it still affected me. I think I've become numb to what it, it, anonymous men think of the way I look on TV. <laughs> I'm like, sick. What'd you think about what I said? It's yeah, it's sad. Right, what did you say? I didn't hear sad. anything. Travis, I'll yeah. punch you right in your face. <laughs> punch you right into your face. Do you want we should go because I thought we've been flying through this, but it's been two hours. So uh, do you want to hit me with one more voicemail? I don't want to hit you, but I'll play a voicemail. Nice. Really strong. That. that was a test. Hi, Katie in the Union. This is Kristen from Portland, Oregon. Um, and I'm calling uh, to ask her some advice. So uh, my husband and I got married uh, during this pandemic Ooh. in a tiny ceremony and then via Zoom Shout out. Um, where my family was. Um and we are about to go home next weekend to my home, uh, which is uh, back in South Jersey. Um, and I was wondering if you guys had any advice uh, for my husband, um, who will be meeting my extended family for the first time. Um, we would love any advice you have. Uh, I have a loud Italian Irish. Yes, family, I love that. So they're Me a lot. Too. Um, love you, Mina. Oh, Kristen, uh, love you, Mina. Congratulations on the wedding. Uh, I have so many questions about like how long they dated before they got married. I know. Um, I have so many follow-up questions. I know, but, also, but that's the thing about these that suck. We can't ask. Uh, your family energy, boy, do I relate to. Um, Dan has not met a lot of my extended family, but he's met a couple of them. Um, I think... What I needed to remember, my advice to myself was that like, because the hardest part, and this is just from a personal standpoint, of going back to your family and bringing this, essentially you're married, so your new family, is that you're, there have been studies that psychologically when you go back to, let's say, Thanksgiving and you're in your childhood home or you're just with the people you grew up with, you revert to the role that you played back yes. then. So if you're the baby of the family, you act like the baby. Even though you've grown and matured and changed, we tend to go back to our old roles. And so it's weird when you've got your new family with you because you're just like trying to maintain who you are while also trying to maintain the rhythm of your family. And that can be a weird like, ooh, what's happening? <laughs> uh, I would say the best advice is stay present. 
Don't try to anticipate what anybody's going to say or think. Don't try to plan for, just stay present and be yourselves. And I think the most important thing, especially with an Italian and Irish family, if they're anything like mine, is that there is a difference between ribbing someone lovingly and uh, and just like relentlessly making fun of someone. A big win when you're introducing a significant other to your family for me is when they side with you on something. I always loved that when my boyfriend would be like, well, now hold on, I'm going to defend her on this one when my family would make fun of me for something because it made me feel like, oh, that is right. I finally have an ally. You guys pick on me for this and this guy likes this about me. <laughs> and so I, because that makes me feel so good, I try to do that for my person to like, I'll be like, oh, no, we can make fun of him for a lot of things, but not this. So those are fun little moments. I exactly to your point. And I also think that don't try to overthink it in a sense mm. where my family is Italian. My boyfriend's family is Irish. So we we each understand where the other family is coming from in terms of the dynamic and how loud and, you know, all the craziness that comes with it. Um, but there's definitely a feeling of you want to be prepared and you want like, I know like beforehand, before me and my boyfriend met each other's families, we were like, okay, here's what you need to know about so-and-so. Here's what you're like yes. prepping each it's other. It's important to do the rundown, to do exactly. the like, I would say do the rundown, but don't here's who this yourself is. out. Exactly. Yeah, and do also, the rundown, but don't overthink the rundown. And you don't have to focus so much on like what your opinion of that person is. What I find helps prepare me for, because I haven't met Dan's mom yet. We'll use that as an example. But he, I've heard so many stories about her that I, I feel like I understand Understand her as a character like I understand her her personhood so that when she does little things I know the ways in which that she's going to be a mom and the ways that she's like I can't wait to meet Dan's mom she sounds like the absolute coolest person uh and I'm really excited for it which is different than how I would normally be like oh my god I'm going to meet your mom what am I gonna do now I feel like oh I know her at this point she's heard stories about me so we're going to be fine he should feel comfortable knowing that he's already married to you so they really exactly. can't disapprove unless they want to be difficult. One thing, though, is remember that you might know information that the family doesn't know that you know. So, like, don't just start, like, throwing stuff out there. Oh, yeah. When you're a new person meeting a family, you should never bring up the uh, background information you've been provided with unless it oh, gets yes. brought up yeah, by keep, someone keep else. That secret. You should yes. assume that the story that you were told was for your background and is not to be quoted on the record. It was so you would know who that person is and what their, you know, what that marriage over there is like. But it's not to be shared with the group. And I do think like your point of... Um, you know, the badgering of, you know, there's a difference between joking and then like relentlessly making fun of somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, but my family and my boyfriend's family are very sarcastic. And mm -hmm. if you're not used to like dry sarcasm, you're, you're like, Brian Wait, Kelly family. what? Yeah, like, you guys it, it, high, high it end is comedy. That, it is that type of relentless, you would think if you're not used to that type of sarcasm or that type of humor, you're like, Oh, my God, do these people even really like me? Because it, it's, it's funny if you but if you don't think it's funny, you're now in your head about do they like me? They've been picking on me a lot. And I so I think that if you can break the ice with 
what what you said, either defending your significant other or hopping on the joke when it's appropriate. I think you can win the side of the family. If like, let's say they're making fun of something your significant other does and you say, oh, this, well, that's actually funny you mentioned that because a couple of weeks ago we were joking about blah, blah, blah. You can let them know that you're okay with the humor. You know what I mean? Like what they're looking for if they're your family essentially should be that this person loves you. And so whatever way it is that he shows that he loves you, they're just checking to make sure that he really loves you. Whether they're going to notice like when he looks at you a certain way, they're going to notice when he says something nice about you. They're going to notice that he smiles when he's around you. They're going to love that. If if he loves you, they're going to love that and they'll love him. And that's all that really matters. But like you said, they had the advantage of they're already married so it's like yeah, yeah it's like also, the if they don't love off, him like... then what are you gonna do you're gonna pay for the lawyer we're married this is a exactly. thing so i think you're gonna be just fine Kristen. i wouldn't worry about it too much people in portland tend to be pretty nice don't they but she's going back to south jersey oh shoot that's right oh god i forgot it's jersey hmm i think you'll be okay if you need me to bail you out if it gets really bad, I can come by and be like and do like a, a cameo, but in person where I'm like, hi, I'm rent a celebrity kind of for the day, Katie <laughs> Nolan, and I'm here to talk to you about sports, but barely. Here's really what you barely. don't do. Now, I make, would pay for that cameo to happen yeah, because yeah, I yeah. want to see this happen. Make it a reality. Don't show. quote John McKay. No, don't. Don't, don't, don't. And if you're gonna, don't. Because people aren't going to pick up on it. And <laughs> if you're going you know, to, unless they're no. unless you've got like Brian Kelly level comedic geniuses in your family, I wouldn't even dabble in that. I would stick to just the usual Dave Chappelle level. I'd go to Kevin funny. Hart level. Yeah, no, Kevin Hart's too yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's a living legend, isn't he? <sighs> At least the tales <laughs> they tell about him are tall. That's it for this week's edition of sports. Shout out to Gatorade. Shout out to Quip. Shout out to BetterHelp. And you know what? Shout out to the ESPN College Football Podcast. It's named very interestingly, and you might not know what it's about, but I'm going to tell you. It's about college football, and it's a podcast, and it's five days a week. Who are your hosts? Thanks for asking. Kirk Herbstreet, David Pollack, Kevin Nagandi. They're back. And this year, they're joined by Reese Davis, Matt Barry, Paul Feinbaum, Booger McFarland, Joey Galloway. Ever heard of them? All those people do a podcast. In what permutation? I'm not sure. I don't know if some days you're going to get... Kirk and Paul, who I call Perk. Sometimes you're going to get Booger and Reese, which I call edibles. Because you can eat Reese's and you can also eat your Boogers. It's legal. Myrtle does it. Uh, So anyway, you're going to get weekend reaction to Monday mornings, to previews. That ESPN College Football Podcast, well, boy, it has you covered. By the voices and perspectives you'll want to hear from, uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts. And big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later on a different streaming service or two, maybe. Or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which Travis reads. And boy, does he love them. Like this one from Cash Money Boy Yeet. Okay, that's my favorite. Oh, my that's God. favorite. Cash Money Boy. It's a, an I. So you have to say Boy. I see Travis's name in here. So this is why he picked oh, it. Oh, boy. The reason I know that you have to pronounce B-O-I Boy is because uh, Dan and I's um, Rocket League team name when we play against bots is the Kissy Boys. And it's ah. a B-O-I with a little umlaut. And this is my social life and how how off the charts it is. Cash Money Boy Yeet says, this podcast is so amazing. I literally named my dog Myrtle. <gasps> Wonderful Whoa. sports question mark coverage and lack thereof. I look forward to every episode and I couldn't recommend it more. By the way, Travis is awesome. And I'm totally not saying that specifically. So he'll pick this one to read. <laughs> Damn, Cash Money Boy don't miss. Yeet. 
I'm sorry. I'm I, as soon as I did it, I was like, you shouldn't have done that, and I did it. So, Travis, I command you to leave that in. Lastly, don't forget, I got two thumbs up. You can always leave off a voicemail. The number is 860-506. I'm not even going to finish it. You have it saved in your phone. And if you don't, it's back at the beginning of this podcast. And if you skip all the way back to find it, I think we get an extra listen. And so that's your punishment. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. I mean it.